0: This conversation originally aired on Koinonia, which can be heard Monday through Friday at 2 p.m. on Faith Talk 1360 in Phoenix or online at faithtalk1360.com. And it
1: is Friday. This is Koinonia, Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. Bob Walaszewski joins us to talk about movies. Now, that's not all we talk about. Generally, this time of year, I bring up the weather in june and july he brings up the weather <laughs> you know but uh we do uh talk about a few other things oh and by the way there's this little holiday coming up in a few weeks too i don't isn't know if you're something. aware two weeks from today yeah isn't that amazing i know i just it's i 2015 i where'd it go uh, I, I i need some of it back i think i'm not quite done you know uh what was the joke? i i uh I, I pledged to uh lose 10 pounds this year and I'm only 15 pounds away? You know, those, guys, those guys, <laughs> yeah, I love that. I've never I heard that. I don't think I can get it done in two weeks. <laughs> I just don't think it's going to happen. Well, Bob, uh, Merry Christmas to you. Merry
0: Christmas in advance to you, too.
1: And uh, I just... Th- this time of year is interesting. Hollywood is kind of weird. Um, but sometimes they bring out more family-friendly fare this time of year. Sometimes they don't. What's the Christmas horror film? What was that?
0: I know, Krampus. That was last week, and it came in at number two with 16 million. Please. Um, Hunger Games was 18.6 million. Third week out for Hunger Games, up to a total of 227 million. Uh, What a franchise, I I think. But Krampus, you know, it's like as if anybody (laughs) wants a horror film for Christmas. Now, I I will say in fairness, that it turned out to be more of a morality tale than just a we want to scare you senseless and we hope that you leave you know crying. Please because, don't tell know.
1: me you're going to say a horror film with a message. Is that well, what you're saying
0: to me? Yeah, not not so much a message that that I'm recommending it even closely. I don't even remotely, but just that it surprised me. Its basic message is families really should come together at Christmas time, and we all agree with that. They just had to be scared out of their wits <laughs> by the end of the film to get there. Well, um, I guess
1: that's a segment of the population. Uh, God's Not Dead's probably not going to reach. So
0: yeah, well, exactly. And then when I was doing some research on this Krampus film, I found two other films that that have Krampus in the title. I thought this was the first ever. And I'm a film guy. I should know that. But apparently these two films died a quick death and no one saw them, but people did see this last one so uh, and actually for our listeners uh you know all two of you out of the you know the many many that we have who because your kid you know your teen son wants to go see it yeah. okay we we gave it a two out of five which is not a great score and if they and if your son tells you but mom it's kind of like a grimm's fairy tale he's actually telling you the truth it okay. is a very dark grimm's fairy tale type morality tale but i'm still not recommending it That's okay there we weird. Go.
1: still weird to me i just the, the whole concept just uh yeah it's bizarre there
0: is a new
1: movie out in the heart of the sea uh tell us about that this looks big screen to me i mean it is well know, i i there's you know my rating is I, I decide whether or not to go to the theater if it's something i must see on the big screen or if my you know big screen tv will be enough you know that guy kind of, kind of yeah, so one of the deciding factors. Well,
0: this this is big. It is a sweeping story, and it is a big screen uh, film, and it's directed by Opie. You know, right? So, that's
1: right, Ron Howard. Ron Howard. Howard. Yeah. Ron
0: Howard uh, is is bringing us this film again, or not again, but uh, another film for him, if you will. Uh, this this one tells us the tale behind the tale of the book Moby Dick. And what many of our listeners may not be aware of was that Melville penned his fictional Moby Dick on a true happening. In the 1820s, the whaling vessel, the Essex, uh, experienced a disaster when a whale not only toppled the ship and took it to the bottom of the sea, but the rowboats— the dinghies for the survivors then had to carry these men over a 1,000 miles to land and try to survive. Wow. Um, surviving in this case and in the book called In the Heart of the Sea involves some cannibalism. Now, we don't have to watch that, fortunately. It's off-screen, but it's talked about, and it's mentioned that that is how they survive. Now, but that what is more gross... Um, Is that we have to actually watch the harpooning of two whales Mm. and the dissection or processing quite a bit of processing of one particular whale and if you have a soft heart for whales and I do. Tom, you and I have talked. The fact that I have a daughter who lives on the Big Island, of Hawaii, and she manages a whale watching boat. Yeah, I mean, I've been privileged to be on that
1: boat. One of the first several f- times. Facebook pictures I actually saw from you was of a whale. I mean, that's well. You just don't, you're not out there a lot, and that was one of the things you uh, featured. So I know where you're at.
0: And I was privileged once in Alaska to see a whale in the wild. So. It's like telling a dog lover that there's a film about Cocker Spaniels being harpooned. Ugh. And, and pro- I mean, how many wow. people that are dog lovers are going to go, yeah, I can't wait to go? Yeah, that's... So I want to make sure our listeners know that this is a great story, though. It is a story of bravery. It's a story of courage. It's a story of the first mate and the captain being reconciled by the film's end. And I won't spoil it for what happens, but that it's a heartwarming scene. But... Tom, I mean, uh, Ron Howard does not leave a lot to our imagination when it comes to whaling. With mm. the cannibalism, he does. Fortunately, he doesn't make us go there. Thank you, Ron Howard, for not making us have to watch some person being eaten. Um, but we have to think that that is actually how they survived. Yeah. But we do have to watch this whale being chopped to bits and... And i'm and, and and actually a human being going inside the whale which is even more gross i just tell you it's 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 we gave it a three there's some language issues as well again not a thumbs up not a thumbs down it's a tough one because of these very gruesome scenes that we have to wa- watch through
1: this sounds like one that our listeners really need to go online to pluggedin.com and read the full review Oh, well, thank you. Tom. I think uh, just that's exactly to, right. just yeah. to see if, you know, those areas of sensitivity in your own family uh,
0: might be addressed. Yeah. And for fans of the book, I know if you read Moby Dick in high school or college, um, you know, it, it may be those fans are going, oh, yeah, I love the book when I was, you know, I want to go. I want to go see the movie. Well, this isn't that movie. This is yeah. not the Moby Dick movie. This is the what inspired the Moby Dick movie movie. I was trying
1: to explain that to my wife. I said, she goes, "That's not Moby Dick. That's not how the story went." And I said, "It's not this is the story about the story."
0: Yeah, yeah. And that's hard to explain because even this story, which is supposedly the true story that inspired it, is fictionalized. <laughs> so you have to add that and say, "Yeah, well there's a lot they took a lot of Ron Howard took a lot of liberties in telling the true story that inspired the fictional story, Moby Dick, that's so confusing. Anyways, a three out of five listeners, okay. I want you to know, just like Tom said, if we've ever said go read the long review and meant it, we mean it this time. So,
1: Well, thank you for that. Uh, Star Wars is coming up, what, in... Uh, a
0: week from today. A week from today. Wow, it's already
1: here. You're going to get to see it next week, right? Yeah, on Tuesday. And I did not think... I
0: was going to. I, I was a little surprised to hear that you were going to get to screen it. We see ninety-eight percent of the films in advance. The Krampuses of the world—they uh, don't screen for us because they know they—they've got a bomb. Well, actually, it didn't bomb, um, but they. They, they don't they, want to get the negative reviews. Exactly. That's what they're um, trying to avoid. But with Star Wars
1: that's not their issue. Right. And they, they but they don't need the extra if there was any more hype around a movie yeah. uh it would they would be piping it into your dreams. That's why I'm surprised. Somehow.
0: Yeah, I mean the Rolling Stone doesn't need to see it. Variety Mm -hmm. Magazine, Mm -hmm. LA Times, New York Times. No one needs to see this film for them to say it's going to be hugely successful. So the fact that they're letting Little Plugged In drive up to Denver next Tuesday and watch the movie came as a surprise. I'm grateful. I'm thankful. We've got so many radio stations wanting to know about it, uh, understandably so. And I'm happy to say that next week we will be talking about it. That's
1: great. And uh, now, uh, just so we're clear, you're not actually leaving the studio this afternoon and setting in line till Tuesday right <laughs> I know what you're referring to <laughs> I, there's, uh, the guy in, in LA 12 days 12 days 12 so days, far so far and well that was you know it was 12 days out from the premiere and I think even I even heard him say just the concept of the possibility of one of the actors looking across the street and seeing me is breathtaking I'd say get alive. That is. And here's the story is even more bizarre. This man, this is the third one he stood in line for for several days. In line the first time, that's where he met his wife. And now they have two children.
0: At least they have something they can relate to. I'm just amazed.
1: (laughs) And now my other thought is. What kind of husband and father goes and stands in line for a movie for 12 days?
0: And what job does he have that allows (laughs) that? And if he's taken all his vacation time to stand in line, I think that's terrible for the
1: family. Mary and I have gone for a midnight screening, right? I mean, you know, we have gone together for something. That's important to you. To see it, you know, just for the fun of seeing it at midnight. And I'm saying we invested maybe an hour and a half above and beyond the movie. That's it. And we would only do that together. There's no possible way I'm going to go camp out. There is no movie that's worth that.
0: No, and, 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 and I see so many movies that I become spoiled because typically i walk in and they even have i i don't have to stand off. in yeah. line yeah. Yeah. they have they have my name on a seat taped <laughs> off and uh you know it's it, it's not an ego thing but it's a great privilege it thing. is it absolutely
1: simple we've got uh, a couple of minutes left here one of the great features of plugged is their culture clips comments on uh pop culture what do you have for us today
0: well i'm gonna i'm gonna read this one a little bit if i can how much time do i have two minutes okay common sense media has released a detailed new report on tweens and teen media habits the organization surveyed more than 2,008 to 18-year-olds regarding their media usage and screen habits. Data included both screen-based media, TV, movies, video games, social media, internet, and non-screen, which is newspapers, magazines, etc.). Those in the 13 to 18-year-old age bracket averaged 8 hours and 56 minutes of total entertainment and media usage daily. No daily, way. Excluding school and homework. Among the tween set, eight to 12-year-olds, that number dips, if you want to call it dips, to five hours and 55 minutes, or another six hours. Girls top boys when it comes to listening to music, reading, and social media usage. Meanwhile, boys are much more likely than girls to spend big chunks of time playing video games. This was Common Sense Media Study. Came out November 2nd of 15 I can't
1: now, imagine that in a month
0: I know well a part of it is that they they say kids are doing two or three time, things at the well, same time I was wondering. so it, they're when they say it's eight hours worth yeah
1: uh, you know so if you're playing a video game and uh, you got the TV on and you're got earbuds and listening to a song and, oh, yeah yeah exactly. Wow Wow that's still a while wow though Bob Walaszewski plugged in thank you you betcha. Talk next week.
0: For questions or comments, please email Tom at faith 1360.com. That's Tom at faith 1360.com.